Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Wow. We are heading down to the final days of the season, which means there is so much judging to be done, not just of me, but by me, not just of Scooch, but by Scooch. Later on in the show, Simon Hunter, professional better, and Darren Ravel, non-professional better, will come on the show. We're going to talk about the picks we want to make for... The Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, five picks every week, winning $1.5 million. If we finish first in this pick'em contest, not a very good week last week, two and three. Did not go well. Darren's going to want to rip me from my Eagles pick, uh, but we're going to stay strong. Also, we're going to preview Darren's next points bet, Fade Ravel task. If you missed it last week, please go to Darren's Twitter handle. Darren uh, had bet on Jimmy Garoppolo under one and a half touchdowns at pointsbet.com. The fade Ravel bonus was you bet over and you get seriously boosted odds. I think it was like over one and a half touchdowns is plus 150 or something like that. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for two touchdowns. Darren Ravel had to take a three-minute ice bath which we live streamed on Action Network HQ at Action Network HQ on Twitter and Ravel tweet, uh, uh, live streamed it as well. It was three minutes of pure agony for him and three minutes of pure joy for everybody watching. It was too, too funny. This week he will do something with the Texans and the Patriots and he just tweeted out a hint as to what he'll be doing, but it could potentially involve bodily harm and a mechanical bull. But before we get to that... Let's welcome in bookmaker to the world from the Orleans, representing all the Boyd Gaming books, Mr. Bob Scucci. My man. Chad, what's going on? Thanksgiving is upon us. It is. Can you believe how quickly it came to that? I really can't. Uh, every year seems to go by quicker and quicker, but this year really flew by. I'm a little sad about all of it. Why is that? I don't know. Football's fun. Football's a really important moment for our business at the Action Network. Uh, I'm a little sad it's coming to such a quick close. I wish it was a little bit longer because it's you know, good for us. And um, <laughs> I like it. It gives me an excuse to not have to talk to anybody on Sundays because I'm, quote, working, end quote. <laughs> That's the real reason. I get it. <laughs> it's not an unimportant part of the, of, the, of the equation. Look, my kids are great. My wife is fantastic. They want to spend less and less time with me as the days go on. Um, it's not like on Sundays... We're out apple picking, you know, we're not your classic New England family that wants to spend the whole day together in the brusque fall weather. Like generally, if I can get them to have brunch with me for an hour and like then we go about our day, everyone feels pretty good. <laughs> you get it, Scooch. I do. I get it. Also, I generally like to spend most of Sunday morning 
prepping for our most amazing radio show that has ever been produced in the history of audio. The Action Network Countdown to Kickoff on Radio.com, the Radio.com app, which is also now streaming on at Action Network HQ. Dude, when you have like 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, 50,000 dollar bets coming in, not just on NFL games, but on freaking college basketball games in the middle of all that action. And like your, your head is, is not literally, but figuratively on a swivel, constantly moving around, looking at your screens, trying to keep up with the action and explain what's happening to simpletons like me. That is unmatchable, unmatchable, <laughs> visceral, like activity. You know, and it's kind of second nature to me after all these years of looking at four screens and, and kind of being on the phone and multitasking. You know, I, I've been in conversations with people at the sports book and they, they say your eyes are always shifting around. Like, you know, I come across as like, they're like, what are you looking for? And I said, it's just habit. I'm constantly looking at two or three things at the same time. And uh, so, so yeah, Sunday mornings, you know, we were having bets coming in on college basketball, NBA, hockey, NFL, as we're doing the show. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Well, listen, you're going to have to keep your eye on three games on Thanksgiving. I know that uh, your beautiful bride will basically tell you, don't come back until the games are over because you're just going to be preoccupied. So um, <laughs> we should talk about these games, right? And uh, on yeah. the Action Network podcast this week, uh, hosted by uh, Scoochie and Colin Wilson on Monday. I'm not Scoochie, uh, Stucky and Colin Wilson on Monday. <laughs> uh, I got Scoochie I got Scucci on the brain. I wish you did host yeah. everything we do, Scooch. You'd be amazing at it. Um, no, thank you. He had a great, Stucky had a great line. Like, if you're ever going to get to know your family on Thanksgiving, it's going to be the, during the Bears-Lions game. Like, nobody's going to want to watch that game. Well, it's different out here on the West Coast because that game starts so early. That's kind of like when everybody's prepping for whatever they're doing on Thanksgiving. I mean, that game's over by 1230 uh, our time. So that you, most people haven't even left the, their house to, to, to go to their families yet. Uh, so it's a little different. You know, ever since they added the third game, though, uh, was about 2006. I think they added that third game to the day, which just made it for the bookies, just the complete day. If you want to get away from the family, that that's... That's the excuse. It's, uh, sorry, you know they added another game. I'm, I'm from morning till night. I won't be. I won't be home till about nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> oh my God, that's too good. That you know, is. You know what? God. What's that? No. What no, are you going to say? say I, I was going to say I was do, I was talking to a, a, a another publication the other day about Thanksgiving, and they were like reflecting on some of the the, the worst beats on Thanksgiving and things like that and the Leon Lett fumble and the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, all the kind of things that stand out. And I started thinking that I can't remember a day where we won all three games. And going back even before they were playing three games, it was always either we lose both games or we split. And since the three games uh, in 2006, we either lose two of the three games or, or we lose all three. We've, we, we have never had just a day where we swept all three. So <laughs> just it's, that's why I'm always in a bad mood on Thanksgiving. There should be a song. The Scoodles should make a song about that. We, we should. <laughs> bad Thanksgiving. Scooch, let's talk about this Bears-Lions game. The Bears yeah. are three-point favorites, three minus 20. At the Orleans, you can explain to people what 3-20 means if they're new to the podcast. 
Detroit's quarterback is undecided. I'm surprised you've got a number up at all. What's your anticipation here? Well, he's listed as doubtful, and they've been playing without him, uh, without Stafford for a while anyway. So we're we're kind of leaning towards him uh, not playing, and I think some of the professionals agree with us because we hung two on this game, and it actually got driven up to three minus twenty. And what that means is, if you bet the Bears, you're not only laying minus three, but you have to lay a dollar twenty to win a dollar instead of just the normal dollar ten to win a dollar. So money on the Bears. Um, Sharp money on the Bears. I think they were just kind of grabbing the number, realizing it would probably go up. Uh, we typically inflate the favorites on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, they're they're going to be a half a point, a point shaded towards the favorite anyway. Uh, the sharp guys usually take the underdogs on, on Thanksgiving, knowing that they're going to be getting more value there. We know that the, the people come to th- come to Vegas for uh, Thanksgiving holiday, plus all the locals that, li- that live here that want to bet on the game. They all bet favorite and over, favorite and over, an automatic 16 parlay favorites and over. So we try to be on the high side with that. And uh, But in this case, it looks like we weren't high enough to begin with. So um, line got driven to three minus 20. If, if Stafford is definitely out, if it comes out, he's definitely out, the line probably goes up to four and if it uh comes comes across that he's probable then the line comes down uh probably at about chicago one and a half yeah that's a tough one like how do you not how do you not just hold off on this until you know what is it well it was it, only two days yeah nine yeah so, can you, know, you hold off and, but dude dude let me yeah. finish let me finish <laughs> you, you hold off adrenaline's going You hold off until 9.20 a.m. Pacific, 12.20 p.m. Eastern before you make that bet. Oh, before you make the bet. Yeah. That's what you were going to say. Yeah. As a, as a, yeah sorry, sorry, I cut you off there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, definitely uh, hold off until, uh, until you know for sure. I mean, uh, again, going back to kind of Thanksgiving that really stand out in, in my mind. There was one year where Troy Aikman was uh, questionable, and that line moved four points one way, then four points the other way, because first he was going to be suiting up to play, and then right before game time it came, he was definitely out. And uh, it's definitely no fun when you have a, a, a top-tier quarterback that's questionable on the morning of Thanksgiving. Then we got... We got the Cowboys visiting, no, we got the Buffalo Bills visiting Dallas. Jerry Jones this week basically acting like everything in the world is on Jason Garrett. And look, if I'm Jason Garrett, why am I kicking a field goal at down seven on fourth and seven from in the red zone when I might not get the ball back? That is just insanity, bad coaching. Really talented team that is underperforming. Doesn't sound like he's going to last much last after the season. But you've got him as a seven point. Excuse me, I just had lunch. You've got him as a seven point favorite here. <laughs> seven, but it's close, closer to six and a half. And as a matter of fact, just prior to coming on the air, I was talking with uh, with Jake down in the hub, and we were kind of deciding whether to go to six and a half now, and and before we get a wise guy play, or if we should just leave it at seven knowing that the public is going to lay the Cowboys and then, like you just said, wait till Thursday morning 
and uh, before we move it to six and a half. But the sharp guys are definitely going to take Buffalo in this one. They are not going to lay seven points. They're going to take seven points. So it's just a question of when we go to six and a half. Um, I, I mean, the Bills are another one of those teams that the public is just going to keep riding. Uh, they cashed tickets with them last week again. Uh, you know, the team's eight and three, and they've got some really nice wins. And, and you know, their, their defense keeps them uh, keeps them in games, and and their offense is is actually starting to uh, be a little bit better than the beginning of the the, the season. So I got breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Yeah, line change. <laughs> you saw the New Orleans. Get out of Buffalo, game. man. Get out of Dallas. Let's go right to New. Uh oh. Uh oh. You see it? <laughs> Line change. Yeah. Tell us what's happening. What am I seeing right now? Well, it's like I said, Chicago. Uh, the, the sharp guys are, are laying the beer, the Bears. So we were. Um, uh, we 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 moved it to three minus twenty. We took one bet on Detroit, but not enough to to move the minus three, uh, we just took enough on Detroit to just go back from three minus 20 to three minus 15, even at three minus 15, we're the highest, uh, I think of any place here in town and even some places out of town. Um, I think some places are at two and a half and most places are at three flat. So we're still high on the bears. And, um, we also just moved Dallas to uh, seven, even money because we're getting some more money on the bears. I, I think I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to, as soon as, as soon as we're off the air, I'm going to call down the hub and, and have a discussion about whether or not we stay at six and a half on this one. We still haven't decided on this. Well, no, you're at seven even money on Dallas, and yeah. you're at minus seven, minus 20 on New Orleans, which you just moved to. Yeah, we just took some more money on the, on the Saints, and there's, a, there's another team we know, because it's the late game on Thursday, and like I said, with the park, Comes favorite and over, becomes Bears and over, and uh, Dallas and over. Uh, this game is going to be about four times as big as the other two games combined. So uh, we're we're trying to head that off now. Try to get a little money on Atlanta early because we know that by Thursday night it'll be tough to get Atlanta money. All the public will be on New Orleans, and, and at that point. The sharp guys may not want to take seven. The sharp guys may be looking for seven and a half by that time. So best to get the Atlanta money now while we can. Green Bay visiting New York Giants. Green Bay six and a half point favorite coming off a slacking. But Danny Dimes, it's more like Danny drops the ball. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this was, uh, boy, the... You know, the people have kind of gotten off the Packer uh, bandwagon. And we talked a little bit about it last week, how uh, at one point uh, we're one of the top three in the NFC as far as the, 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 the rankings go. And uh, they had a couple of real bad losses and then made them drop. And uh, just when it seemed like they were kind of creeping back up, they get shellacked. Uh, I mean, to give credit to uh, – uh, I mean, <laughs> the – I mean, in this game, this is a little different because they're playing a bad team like the Giants. <clears throat> uh, right, right now, the ticket count is about six to one Packers to Giants. So, um, when I say the public is off them, they're not completely off them. Uh, they just don't have the confidence that they did at one point. Uh, there's just no reason to, to bet on the Giants right now. So, Packers on the road minus six and a half. I could see this line probably going up as well, being that we've got. Uh, 
six to one ratio of bets on Packers to Giants. Just the sharp guys haven't weighed in on it uh, yet. That's the only thing. I don't think they're going to anytime soon. Not a great number. Two teams that you can't get a read on late in the year. Packers fading. Jones not really performing up to expectations after that first couple of weeks. Dwayne Haskins, however, if he can make it back onto the field, if he can remember he's got to play the full game, visiting the Carolina Panthers, he's a 10-point underdog against Kyle Allen, who has continued to regress, had a really nice game against the Saints in the second half, got, uh, you know, was not treated nicely by the Panthers field goal kicker who missed a very easy field goal wide right. And all of a sudden, New Orleans yep. Saints drive down the field. Anything in sports more inevitable than Drew Brees, no matter where he is in the field, getting his team in a field goal position with 120 seconds uh, or less left on the clock? <laughs> no, I've been watching it for 15 years, and uh, you know, give him give him the ball with any time left, and uh, even even if there's a couple of seconds left, and and I've seen him kind of get him into field goal range. It's too easy. 10 points is a lot of points against uh, the Redskins for a Carolina team. Anyone doing anything with this game yet? I mean, the public is all over the Panthers. I mean, there's about 70% of the bets that are on the Panthers. And I think what I was talking about on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, about the public being on the favorites, that's going to carry over in through the whole weekend. There's a lot of people that have the four-day weekend that either visiting here in Vegas or now that uh, sports books are all over the country now, uh, visiting their local sports book on, on Thanksgiving Day weekend, we're going to see a lot of inflated favorites. It's going to be opportunities for the sharp guys to get good numbers, uh, but they still have to win the game. And we've seen weekends where uh, a lot of the favorites have covered on Thanksgiving Day weekend, and it turns out to be you know one of the worst weekends of the football season for the bookmakers. Uh, but uh, that's the reason you're going to see some of these lines that are pretty high. Normally, I would say a team like the Panthers – isn't a team that can be laying double digits against, you know, almost anybody. And it's almost an automatic take. Uh, but uh, having said that, the sharp guys haven't taken the 10 yet. So a little concerning there. I got to talk about this next game because it could be a Super Bowl preview. Jimmy Garoppolo, the San Francisco 49ers, visiting MVP candidate Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who just annihilated last year's Super Bowl contender from the NFC, the Rams, uh, really making them look bad, which only makes the public love the Ravens even more. They're six-point favorites at home. That number feels high to me. It's way high. So we made the, the line four prior to the Ravens blowing out the Rams on Monday night. So basically a two-point adjustment and probably not enough of, a, of an adjustment with the, uh, the 49ers' uh, big win on, on Sunday. Uh, so, um, you know, it... it what we've seen from the public in big games like this is two really great teams playing each other. They're going to gravitate towards the underdog. Uh, we've seen it in college. Uh, it, it's a it's a trend away from what it used to be for many years, where they would just automatically bet the favorites. They bet the favorites in regular season against mediocre teams, but when two great teams match up against each other and they can't quite make up their mind, they'll lean towards the underdog. And that's even when the underdog is only getting three or four points. In a case where the underdog is getting six points, they're going to be all over the 49ers in this one. Uh, I do think that's a little high. But on the other hand, this Ravens team is so explosive and, and, and so good. Um, but they're going up against a, a 49ers team that might be the best defense you know, we've seen in a while. So 
yes, we're on the high side. And if anything, it's going to go down. It's not going to go up. Um, we'll probably see this line come towards what we originally wanted to make it, which was four. So if you like the Niners, get them now. <laughs> I think so. I think it's going to go down. All right. Why does it feel like there's a Pantheon Cup game every single weekend now? Like, I, I don't ever want to see AFC South teams play each other ever again. And yet that seems to be all we get. We got Tennessee visiting Indianapolis. Indianapolis minus three, um, plus 100 as favorites. Um, boy, there's nothing to say about this game. It's like we we talk about every week when, when these two teams, when, when any of the teams play in this Pantheon Cup, it's like the home team is laying three points and nobody knows what to do with it. Uh, last week, Tennessee was a three-point favorite at home. If you remember on our Sunday show, uh, right about 20 minutes before kickoff, we just got buried with sharp money on Tennessee. We went to four and a half from three, and they were the only ones betting the game. The public did, you know, wasn't interested at all. Uh, and those are usually indications that it was the right side, and it turned out it was. I think Tennessee won by about 20. Uh, so those are moves to look for. You know, we always say the late move is the correct move, especially 20 minutes before kickoff in a game that nobody else cares about. Uh, when you see that one move big, it's it's pretty strong play. That's why people have to listen to the show on Sunday mornings. Like, that is an actionable piece of incredibly thoughtful advice that people can win money on. You have said for years, Scooch, it's a Scoochism. What was that? Was that your alarm? You got, a, you got somewhere to <laughs> yeah, go? Yeah. You got another publication no, 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 no. to talk to? <laughs> no. The late move no, no, no. is the correct move. And that was a money-making move because the Titans blew them out. Al Pacino coached his best game of the year for the Titans to get them into the uh, <laughs> Pantheon Cup playoffs. What do exactly. we do... What do we do with Carson Wentz, who is just regressing beyond anything anyone expected? They're, what, nine-and-a-half-point favorites at, on the road against the Dolphins? Yeah. Look, yep. I, I was way off the Dolphins this past week. I thought, like, the, the tide had sort of crested, for lack of a better term. But, I don't, like, you give me a fading, struggling Eagles team and a quarterback who can't really seem to find the magic that got him to convert every third down a couple of years ago versus a Ryan Fitzpatrick-led team that does not give up. Like, they were down 28 nothing, and midway through the fourth, I was worried about my cover. <laughs> yeah, no, they are uh, tenacious now, aren't they? I'm going to take the Dolphins in this game. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the... The, the right move. I mean, like last week, I think you said the bloom was off the rose on, on betting on the Dolphins, and you picked the right time to, to, to jump off them. At some point, you know, we kept lowering their power rankings until we created value on them because they were so low. And then once we did see that there was a little fight in this team and they didn't, uh, you know, totally give up on, on the whole year, we realized they can be competitive, especially when they're getting uh, double digits. Uh, they're not quite getting double digits here, but... Um, it's close. Nine and a half is the uh, is the spread. Uh, I think we're probably close to going to nine, though. I think everyone else is feeling the same thing in terms of the sharp guys. The public is still on Philly in this one. Um, I mean, you know, Philly just don't they, – they haven't had any weapons uh, uh, at all. Their whole team is hurt. I mean, without – they started the year with Deshaun Jackson and Darren Sproles and Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and 
all those guys were out last game. So they had so so Wentz had absolutely no weapons to throw to. Uh, it was really I, I had I had really liked Philly going into that game against uh, the Seahawks, and I, I I thought that was a good spot for them until all these injuries came across, and uh, and that's just really key. I mean, I, <laughs> without all those guys, it's really tough to to go up against any, a, a good team like Seattle. So here against Miami, they don't have the defense that uh, Seattle has, but. Jeffrey's still questionable, and, and so is Nelson Aguilar. So I think there's another game you just have to pay attention as to whether those two guys are, uh, are going to be playing or not. Last week, I was all over the New York Jets. thought they were the best play on the board at plus three. I wrote a story about it on actionnetwork.com. thought none of the metrics matched up to equal the Raiders having the record they had. Pythagorean wins were way off. Uh, they were playing above expectations based on points allowed and points scored, more points allowed than scored. Uh, that indicates a team that is overperforming. You get a team like that that is a three-point favorite on the road against a team with a good rush defense. Uh, that was a match made in heaven. Genius move on my part, really uh, bringing all my talents to bear and identifying the opportunity. Thank you very much. Now, Pat yourself on the back, why don't you? Give yourself some credit. You're so humble. I give thanks for me. I give thanks for everything I've learned over the past 20 years of doing this. Oakland is a 10-point dog at home against the Chiefs. I believe the Chiefs are on a bye, off a bye. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Come on. Yep. The Andy Reid bump! <laughs> the Andy Reid bump. Okay. Uh I'll say one thing, though, uh, and one thing that uh, I kind of adhere to is coaches that look ahead in schedules for key games. And not that they're not that they're uh, trying to lose a game, but maybe they're not taking that game as serious as as the week following. And knowing that they were going to be playing the Chiefs, it's easy to see them. Once, once that game was kind of out of hand uh, against the Jets, this is the game they want. And as 10-point underdogs, I think there's tremendous value on the Raiders in this one. Uh, the Sharp guys have already kind of tipped their hand that uh, they, they, they kind of feel the same way. Uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend, we're a little inflated on this line anyway. This line should probably be around eight, eight and a half. So uh, the 10 being somewhat of a key number, this type of division game, I, I would expect a different Raiders team than, than what we saw uh, last week. You just made me have to have a hard decision. <laughs> feeling so good about the Chiefs, and now you're making me rethink it. Might have to do what the wise guys do. Uh, listen, good news. We have the other... Uh, um, round of the Pantheon Cup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. They can take a nice little bus ride across to the northern Florida panhandle. And then nobody can watch this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's not much action on this game at all. Uh, the, the public that is putting a, a team in a parlay is basically betting the Buccaneers. We're seeing some teaser money. You know, the Buccaneers are getting plus one and a half, so teasing them up to eight and a half in a game that's supposed to be somewhat competitive. Uh, that's the only angle here, but uh, not much. The sharp guys haven't weighed in, and there's hardly any action on this game at all. 
blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, this next game, I'm fascinated by. The New York Jets yeah. visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton back. You've got the Jets as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Too much? You're Too gonna much? Get, you're going to get clocked in this. Give me the I'm red rifle. Give me the red rifle in this game. <laughs> They're playing yeah, hard. We, they are. Listen, they got one chance to win this year. One. You're, they're looking at it. They're bringing their better quarterback back. They've got a defense that has been really stingy. Uh, this is their shot. They are not going to miss their shot. <laughs> Hamilton, right? I got that reference. Sample it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we're we're kind of we're kind of off this year on uh, on a lot of these on a lot of these teams, and I'll be the first to admit, <clears throat> you know, we've had some pretty bad lines and can't get can't get a good read on the Jets. Uh, obviously, from the last two weeks, I think they won by identical scores against both both the Raiders and the uh, the, the Redskins. Uh, so that's the reason they're a little inflated. Uh, nobody's betting the Bengals and that or, or have been during their eleven loss stretch. So that's another reason. Uh, the ticket count is about five to one Jets to Bengals. However, we've got more money on this game uh, for more than any other Sunday game. I mean, I'm going to throw the three Thanksgiving Day games out because we have a lot of money on all three of them. But we've got more action on this Jets Bengals than any other game on Sunday, including the Raven the Ravens 49ers. So. Even bad teams can kind of draw action when there's a little bit of intrigue. Uh, you know, the, the, the Jets, you know, they're, they're drawing a lot of attention because they're not a good team, but they, when they win, they win big, and they come up with some big wins like they did against the Cowboys, against teams that are much better than them. So a lot of intrigue with that. And then, like you said, the Bengals 0-11, if they have a shot to win a game, this is, this is it. So a lot of interest in this game and uh, on both sides. I mean, the, the – the action's good on both sides. We're not lopsided in terms of money. We're only lopsided in terms of ticket count on the on the Jets. I'm betting on the Bengals in that game. That's it. That's all there is to it. I know I said I would never do it again, but by gosh, Scooch, you handed me a juicy opportunity. The L.A. Rams are visiting the Arizona Cardinals. They are only a field goal favorite right now. What a fall for the Los Angeles Rams. And last night, Monday Night Football, that did not help their cause. No. I mean, to be fair, they went up against probably the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, but uh, they have, they made them look so much better than, than what they are. Their defense is nowhere near what it was last year. The offense is still struggling. Golf looks terrible. Uh, there, there's not many kind of silver linings in this Rams team right now. And instead of kind of picking it up at one point mid season, I finally thought they had the, their legs under them and they put a couple of good wins together. Uh, but uh, they fell right back to where they were at the beginning of the season. So yeah, they're only a three point favorite. Uh, good, good action both ways on this one. I think, it, I think it's the right line. Um, I think the sharp guys will probably favor the Cardinals in this one only because they're, they're getting points at home. And uh, and kind of after that Rams loss, I don't expect them to necessarily bounce back to anything uh, to, to get up for a Cardinals team. Uh, so uh, I, I don't think we'll see much movement in this line. I like this next game, the Chargers and the Broncos. All of a sudden, they just feel like two teams no one cares about anymore. And I think that's changed a little bit. Yeah, so um, 
this is an interesting one from a bookmaking perspective because both the public and the sharp guys are both on the same side, which usually is not good for the bookmakers. <laughs> I've, I've probably been a little high on the Broncos all year. They've gotten some, I talk about it every week, how they've gotten a lot of good wins and covers for us. We need the Broncos every week. This is going to be no different. Uh, we opened the Chargers a one-point favorite on the road in this one, and it got driven up to three in a hurry. So uh, we took some pretty big bets uh, on the Chargers at uh, minus one, minus one and a half. We went straight from one and a half to two and a half, uh, and then took some more money at two and a half and went to three even money. All one way. We've got no sharp money on the Broncos whatsoever. And then the public as well, we're seeing about a 10 to 1 ratio of Charger bets to Broncos bets. And it's interesting because here's two teams that love to take a lead into the fourth quarter and then blow it. So it's which one's going to win out here? You got two, you got two teams that lose close ones. I think every one of the Chargers losses has been by one score, and the same with the Broncos. So somebody somebody's got to mess up here in the fourth quarter. Why do you think the wise guys like the Chargers so much? I'm not sure. I mean, if I if I knew their angle, I probably would have opened three to begin with. So I'm I'm not sure what they're seeing in this one, other than you know, like I said, we have been maybe a little too high on the Broncos. So just in, in in our raw power ranking, maybe we just haven't given um, – <clears throat> we're too high on the Broncos and haven't given enough credit to the Chargers. The next game, Brown-Steelers, so many layers, right? Rematch, mm -hmm. obviously, huge amount of tension between these two teams, a lot of animosity. Um, the Miles Garrett situation, the Mason Rudolph situation, uh, intra-division rivals – both with a chance to vie for a playoff spot. Cleveland coming on strong. They're now one game back of 500. Pittsburgh barely over 500. Duck Hodges, the new quarterback against Baker Mayfield, who's starting to figure some things out. They also know they got to ride Nick Chubb. You've got him as a very short road favorite. Normally, you know I'm going to be all over a home dog, but I don't think Pittsburgh's healthy enough to compete here. No, that's the thing. They're banged up. And then, you know, with the, <clears throat> what happened just a couple of weeks ago, I mean, that, that first game was still fresh in everybody's mind. That was just a couple of weeks ago when uh, the Browns were at home, and they were about a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. So roughly about a four-and-a-half-point adjustment for flipping fields. Um, we're going to see more action on the Browns than we are on the Steelers, even though the Steelers are at home. The Browns, like you mentioned, are, are playing to where most – People thought they would play at the beginning of the season. So, and they, you know, got got some impressive wins in the, in in some of those games. So we're gonna we're gonna see more money on the Browns in this one, uh, not by much. And the sharp guys really haven't weighed in on this yet. So I'm not sure which which way they'd be leaning on this one. It's a tough one. I'm gonna wait for the number to move a little bit. I think I think it's gonna go in Cleveland's direction, and then I'll either have to make a decision on Cleveland or make a decision on Pittsburgh. Clearly, that's what decisions are for. New England visiting Houston. Potential playoff matchup here. New England, a three-point road favorite. God, I want to love Houston in this spot, but they've let me down so many times this year. Yeah, when we were making this line, we said, okay, this is going to be, after a long four-day weekend full of college and pro football, this is going to be the Sunday night game. All the parlays are going to be going to which team? the New England Patriots, like they are every weekend. So we said whatever we would normally make it, we have to make it a little bit higher. 
So normally we'd probably make this about two and a half minus money. Uh, we went on the high side and we opened three and a half. And right out of the gate, the sharp guys took the three and a half. And I will say, I don't think it's necessarily that they love the Texans. I just think that they feel like it might be the only three and a half they see. Um, so, so they took it early. Uh, and now we're at uh, Patriots minus three, minus dollar twenty, and most of the public is on the Patriots as expected. And uh, we've kind of slowed down a lot of the sharp money on on the Texans. So this is a tough one. At three and a half, you have to take the Texans. At three, you have to think twice about it. The next game, Minnesota playing Seattle in Seattle, Monday Night Football. That's a ESPN's got itself a game right there. I would take Minnesota in this game. Minnesota's a three-point underdog. Three-point underdog. Um, Seattle plays them close. Generally, they do not tend to look good over the course of an entire game. I am a big Minnesota fan in this game. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. You know who that is? Yeah, we've seen. Do you know who that is? No. Lizzo. Is that that another Broadway play? No, it's Lizzo. Do you know Lizzo? No. Gosh darn, dagnabbit, Scooch. <laughs> what kind of references are you throwing at me? Lizzo, man. She's like one of the hottest musicians, artists, singers happening today. She's happening, man. The other day I did a Peloton class that was all Lizzo. It was all Lizzo music. I know you're on the Peloton. We've talked about it. Go get yourself a little yeah. Lizzo class. What kind of music is Lizzo? Is Lizzo it, uh, does like, uh, it's... Is it pop? It's a little poppy, a little hip hoppy. Uh, it's good. It's nah, good. No, no, no. She can't be. She can't be labeled. That's the thing about Lizzo. She can do anything. Okay. Yeah. I like. I like alt rock now. That's what I meant to. I like. I like Muse. Jesus Christ. Why don't I send you? Why don't I send you a, a Smith's replacements Tears for Fears mixtape? <laughs> I didn't say eighties. <laughs> Wow. Give me your take on this game, and then let's play some Scooch Roulette. I, I lean towards the Vikings in this one, uh, only because I think Seattle was another one of those teams that you mentioned, like the Raiders and your Pythagorean theorem, how they're just kind of winning games that they, they statistically uh, shouldn't, shouldn't be winning, uh, but uh, they are getting the wins. I think in this case they're going up against just such a good team that uh, if you're going to give points to a team, I'll take the points in this one. I'm with you. I'm with you. Guess what it's time for? Uh-oh. What? It's time for Scooch Roulette. Let's play some games. As much as I loved the Jets last week, uh, Pat, our producer, reminded me that I did not take the Jets. I took the Buffalo Bills. You took the Atlanta Falcons. I still won. Yeah, I'm not doing very well. Someone like sent me a, a tweet they tweeted me and they tweeted at your dad not knowing that you're not on twitter just ripping you to shreds for missing in scooch roulette every week and they feel like you're doing it on purpose so people will go <laughs> in the direction you need them to go can you explain to people yeah. that we're not that influential well and that's always the, the, the knock against somebody that's making a line and moving a line and then to go ahead and to say why you like a game. So I try to pick the games that we made deliberately. Like, like last week, we made the Falcons a four and a half point favorite and it got driven down to three. So at least 
kind of putting my money where my mouth is. If I like the Falcons, then why didn't I make them higher? I could say, well, I did. I did make them higher. Because that's always the knock. If, if you tell somebody, you know, uh, you like a team, and they say, well, you're the bookmaker. If you like them so much, why didn't you make them higher? And so you really, really can't win. You know what I mean? I agree. I totally agree. You know what else uh, you can't win at? Scooch Roulette. I'm killing you. Scooch Roulette. And I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the la, 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 Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Good pick. I, I'm going to go with the, the 49ers for that reason that I just said. I mean, I know the Ravens are playing the best football of any team in the NFL right now, but the line is, is deliberately high. So, uh, you know, I don't, <laughs> it's too high, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go to five and a half as soon as we get up, get off this show. All right, Scooch, you got the Baltimore Ravens. I got the Minnesota Vikings. And... No, 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 I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Seriously? Seriously? Oh, you're going with the with the Niners, right? You're going with the Niners. I'm gonna go. You got the I'm Niners, gonna, gonna, yeah. and I got the. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings, and you and I will be on the air, radio.com, radio.com app, at Action Network HQ, on Sunday, 12 to 1, breaking down all the games. It's the fastest 60 minutes in sports media, and also the most informative, most exciting, and most money-making. Till next time, Scooch, I want you and your beautiful bride, Jen, to have a great Thanksgiving. I wish you nothing but winners and good attitudes, so when you get home, uh, you guys don't get into an argument. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. All right, brother. Talk to you. All right. Take care. It's time for the next half of the podcast with professional better Simon Hunter and professional fader Darren Ravel. Darren is just back from a scouting trip for the site of the next trick he will pull in case he loses Fade Rovell this week. You want to quickly tell people where you are? You just sent out a picture on Twitter. Uh, we are at a bar that has a mechanical bull. So we'll be revealing exactly what I'll be doing. But there'll be parameters that will make it significantly more difficult than just getting on one. You are a trooper. Do you know what's upsetting? Simon? And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. Are you there, Simon? Are you there? Simon, are you there? I'm here. You know what's upsetting? We went two and three last weekend. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a good old kick in the balls. Should have been a four and one week, but bad coaching and bad luck. We ended up two and that three. Dealer that dealer game is brutal. The side is the side, right? As they say, the right side is the winning side. And yeah, we, that, that's that's true. We just we just got a little bad, a little bit of bad karma there, but hopefully this week we turn turn it around. We straight up lost, Darren. Well, hold on. Your confidence for the Eagles betting that game. I think there were other games to bet, and you just wanted to be sharper than sharp, and uh, and we got caught. And so you now, I would say the Dolphins didn't cover. So, but I'll back on them again <laughs> this week. Well, listen. Uh, the Eagles, when we liked them, um, did not have all the injuries that that they ended that up having. That is true. That is true. You know? Yeah, that that was that was insane. I mean, they they started two practice squad guys, and then we had um, Brooks, who's, who's a good dude. He just had anxiety before the game, so he played a couple snaps, and then he had anxiety. He kept feeling sick, so they took him out. So they were their whole right side. It was him and Lane Johnson. 
two of the highest graded offensive linemen in the game, both out. So that that right there, that was just we, we just got really hit really unlucky on that Sunday with the injury bug with the Eagles, but that's how it goes sometimes. Darren, you got uh some games that you feel really good about that I can knock down? Don't start with the knocking down premise, but I have some games. I have Miami plus nine and a half against the Eagles. I ha- Do you want me to go through the whole thing? I love it. Let's just do it. I'm in. Woo! One for one. I don't think we've ever been one for one. Simon, you in or you uh, out? Simon, you got an opinion on that? Uh... Uh, let's let them keep going through. I do I do like the Miami side though. Okay. All right, let's go. I like Arizona plus three against the Rams. I know you're gonna come back and say, ah, recency bias. Recency bias for the Rams. Yeah, they're I think what are they? Now three and two in the last five weeks. But I like Arizona. I can I think they can hang in there with the big boys. I think their record is not indicative of how good they actually might be. I like plus three Zona against the Rams. Boom! Count me in, baby. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. Oh, my God. We're going to go 0-5 this week. Okay. <laughs> Next. Well, I'm, I'm on, the, uh, I'm on I, the other side. Of I think... Uh, hold on. Hold on. Simon's on the other side, so we're not going to oh. choose that game. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go against the Rams after they just got blown out and embarrassed at home. Now they're going on the road in a game they really need. I guess a team coming off a of bye. This is... This kind of game where I could I could see why you like the Cardinals side because what you just said about the Rams, but this is this is a great spot for the Rams. What's your model say, Simon? So, I well the, the funny thing was the look ahead line was minus three and a half, so I thought this was going to be a trap game for the Rams. But my model has this at minus six for the Rams, and then they Whoa. reopened this game at minus three. So it's it's public public money is going to be coming in on the Cardinals, but. It's just like Carolina Panthers last week. When a team gets blown out at home, and then they're a comparable team, and they're going on the road to a divisional game. I, I like to back. I like to back the team that just got blown blown out going to a divisional game. Okay. All right. Keep going, Darren. How could I not take the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving? We're what, not taking seven? Thanksgiving games. You want to take Thanksgiving games? I do. I like the juice. I don't like Thanksgiving food. I'm going to be on the couch longer than everyone else. I'll bet it, too, but I also want a Thanksgiving game in a Super Contest. Wait, Darren, what Thanksgiving Seven against do you the not Bills. like? I like it. People are saying, <laughs> you know, people are maybe down on the Cowboys a little bit, as down as they could be, and I like Cowboys. Simon? Bills aren't as good as we think they are. Simon, uh, you got a thought on that? I mean, I got it modeled at seven, so it, I, it, I've seen a lot of six and a halves out there for the Cowboys, um, and it's actually been surprisingly really profitable to take these home favorites on Thanksgiving. Um, so I don't hate it. We can put the Cowboys on the side, though. All right, let's put them on the side. There are uh, there are sweet potatoes. All right, <laughs> uh, I would do two more games. I love Green Bay minus six and a half against the Giants. Move on. People are down on them. Move on. Move on? Yeah. Yeah, actually, the Giants yeah, are going to be a lot in my, in my for super contest. All right. Move on. Uh, and, and finally, I really want to take the Tampa Bay Bucks plus one on the road in Jacksonville. 
All right. Tampa Bay is a much better team. All right. Let's let me get. I think we're locked on Miami. We we love Miami. Okay. Definitely going to do that. I'm going to throw some out there, uh, and then Simon's going to steer us in the right direction. Uh, Miami, we like. San Francisco. This game should be lined at four. Oh. I'm getting two points of value here. It just is. Just just should be. Okay. See that? Why? That's the sharp you trying to take a game that's difficult. There's no reason to. What's difficult about it? I mean, it's a ten and one team versus a nine and two team. Like right. I, so I, there's I, no I, reason I, for a ten and, for a nine and two team to be a six point home favorite. That's too big of a number against a defense as good as they are. As good as the Niners are. That's a no brainer. Simon, back me up. Backing you up, but I got to ride with Darren here. We've we've gone two straight weeks now where we've avoided going against Lamar, and it, it's worked out for us. He he just like we said last week, he's breaking all the rules. That that Monday night was not that, and there's no locks or whatever people call it, but that's one of those games where the Rams that they should not have gone blown out like that. That's not that's not common practice when you gamble on football, and I'm I'm terrified of the Ravens. I can't bet against the Ravens. You either got to take the Ravens or stay away. Right, and no matter how good their defense is, Chad, Lamar is is unlike anyone else. So I I don't want to take that game. The coaching has been incredible. Like them them going for it on fourth and four when they're up fourteen, that just shows how great of a coach Harbaugh is. That he's willing to adapt to new age analytics, and they they're doing just, their coaching is just so incredible with what they're doing in Baltimore. That's why this engine's turning around. Hey, maybe he'll fade out in the playoffs. But right now, we can't get in front of this Ravens train. You know what train we can get in front of? The Baker train, boys. Give me the <laughs> Cleveland Browns as short road favorites against the decimated Duck Hodges-led Pittsburgh Steelers, who were lucky to get out of Cincinnati with a win. Uh, yeah, give it to I'm me. In. I would, yeah, I'd take it as long as it stays under three when the contest opens the lines. I'll take it. Great. So guess what, guys? Now we got Cleveland and Miami. That's who we're riding with <laughs> in our final weeks. When we gotta win, we're going with Cleveland and Miami. Here's one: Minnesota three-point dog on the road against Seattle. They are playing a team that is just not as good as they are. I like it. I like Minnesota here. Darren, I'll take that game over San Francisco, Baltimore. All right, so right now we're Cleveland, we're, yeah. we're Cleveland, we're Miami, and we're Minnesota, right? And then can yep. I put one sharp line in? Can we, can we take the Giants? I would do it. Take it's, the Giants? I know, I know what you're thinking there, but this is like, this is just like the Redskins last week. I love the Redskins last week. It's one of these things where people are still thinking the Packers are a really good team because the way they played this year but they're just a completely different team on the road. So this is back-to-back road games, and I just think that's a big number, six and a half, seven. So I like the Giants a lot. Darren, why would you not give Simon what he asked for? He asked for so little, and he gives us so much. This is the season of Thanksgiving, not thanks-knowing. Okay, well, I'm going to rip you guys to shreds if we lose this one because I don't like it. But that's fine, as long as we take New England over Houston. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we're at the point where I think we've only taken New England uh, three times this year, and we're one and two with New England. Um, 
I don't hate the spot. I mean, minus three, it's a good three number. Three is so small. It, Brady's coming off two games where he's passed for like 190 and 215 yards. I I just think, you know, I, I – they they aren't as good. They are not as good. Uh, they are not. They don't seem to be ten and one good. But they just know how to win, and it's only three right now. So I I would. It was what four and a half. So I like if, if that number is at three. I like that play. You don't think that's a trap, Darren? I'm a square guy. I don't really. I don't really say well because this is this and this is then and this is that. Favorites have done really well this year overall. So the squares are right. I just, I had this game at a pick'em, so like in my system, you're getting good value with the Texans. But like you, like we always talk about, they're the Patriots break all the rules, so we could just stay away. I don't want to take the Patriots. I don't want to take the Patriots either. What about the Chargers? What is your number saying about the Chargers? See, like I'm, I'm trying to get all the data in as quick as I can. Like it, like all in the movies, it's just people. You know, they take stuff and they just plug into a system the system doesn't do my system doesn't work that way it takes a lot of work so i don't have all the numbers in with because darwin james is coming back this week right with safety for the chargers mm-hmm. so that's a huge boost if he is coming back um i would like the chargers in that spot all right guys we need one more game i would say tampa take, bay. i would say chargers you would say tampa bay we also have dallas oh dallas yeah, I mean, Dallas isn't bad. We can text tomorrow about the line because if it, if if it, if it stays at seven, let let's not do Dallas because that 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 might end up being a push. We can't take any more pushes here. So Dallas less than seven. If not Dallas, then let's flip a coin between Tampa and San Diego and the Chargers. Uh, Simon, you are supposed to be the judge here. So which side do you favor between those two games or? Or is there a game we're not talking about that you feel really strongly about? Um, well, like the the game we're not really talking about that's going to be a really smart, sharp line this week is going to be the Falcons. But I, I honestly, I think one Thanksgiving game is going to be enough for us, so we can just we can take that one off. We can go with um, the Chargers as the last put in. Okay, Darren, how do you feel about that? It's okay. I'll, I'll 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 take it. And and if and if these picks, you know, don't do well this week, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm going to take control next week. Okay, that's totally fair. Totally not likely, but totally fair. Thank you. Thank you for your threats, Darren. We have Cleveland, Miami, Minnesota Giants for sure. Dallas, if it's less than seven. Chargers, if it's more than if it's seven or more. Boys, we need some winners. We got to finish the season strong. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for Simon Hunter uh, reaching out to me on Twitter. I'm thankful for the fact that I am such a mensch. I respond to everybody and spoke to him and that he joined the podcast and has given us insights and joy throughout the NFL season. Darren, I'm also thankful for you. Thanks for nothing, Chad. <laughs> All boys, right, boys, happy Thanksgiving. Have a great holiday. Talk to you, Simon. All right, this has been The Favorites from the Action Network. I'm wishing all of you a very happy, healthy, wealthy, profitable 
Thanksgiving, download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from radio.com. Search for The Favorites or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you listen to Scooch and I on radio.com, the radio.com app, and at Action Network HQ Sundays, 12 to 1, for the most exciting 60 minutes in sports as we break down every line and all the money that's coming in in real time. Until next time, love you.